Hi, Dr. Boyce. Um, thanks, thanks for coming in and doing this with me. It's, um, I've, I've, I've wanted to, like I told you earlier, wanted to talk to you um, for a while about your work. So it's, it's, it's cool to do this. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. And I always, I love to talk about psychology and I love to talk about writing. Yeah. So the intersection of the two is something that I, I am particularly passionate about and happy to be here. Yeah, so just for a quick intro, so you're a psychology professor at Ohio State um, and an author. You have two books out, um, Hot British Boyfriend and Hot Dutch Daydream. And the third one, Dungeons and Drama, is coming out in January, so that, that's cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I took your Psych to the Self class over the summer, and, and on that first day you mentioned how, how you had had both jobs, and I'd always been interested in how psychology and creativity kind of work together, being a psych, psych major myself and doing various like creative projects throughout my life. So I've always been interested in that. So I, I was just interested to hear um, your story and throughout your life, how these two things have kind of come together. So my, my understanding is that you've, you've always been interested in creative writing ever since you were a child. So I, I, I was wondering how how that developed, what inspired you to do that, and I guess just kind of what took your interest initially. Yeah, so absolutely correct. It was always creative writing that I loved the most. Um, you know, I don't have that one light bulb memory of like, you know, me realizing that I wanted to be a writer. I think it was a slower process of me reading and loving books. And then it was actually one of my best friends who um, I think her parents had kind of pushed her a little bit to think about some writing, maybe just, you know, to kind of help her with school. And then she was like, oh, what about if we wrote a story together? And so we would alternate chapters and we would, you know, this is back in like the 90s. And so we'd have our little notebook and we'd pass it back and forth and we'd write our chapters. And that got me kind of started with the idea of storytelling. And, you know, of course, none of it was, you know, particularly great writing, but it was still fun to be creative and uh, to do it in kind of a low stakes, fun sort of way. And then, you know, for her, it kind of faded. But for me, I just really realized how much I loved it. And so I started writing books on my own. And that continued. That was probably late elementary when it started. And then through junior high and high school and even into college. Uh I, I saw you talk before about how, so growing up out in Coshocton, um, my, my parents are from Dover, so I'm like somewhat familiar with that kind of area. Um, sure. So you, you had always liked kind of wandering around by yourself and like being out in, in nature. Did, did that have an influence on the kind of like stories that you like just being in your own world and just coming up with stuff like out wandering around? I think it did, yeah. And it's so funny now as an adult, I can look back at so much stuff in my life and kind of see all of those ways in which it had an impression on me that at the time I didn't realize. To me, it was just regular life. But, uh, you know, some of it was the books I was yeah. reading because back then I was reading a lot of like, kind of what I'd call now like middle grade fantasy novels. So um, I had a lot of fantasy elements, but then I lived out in the country, out in the forest, and I had spent a lot of time out in the forest. And so when I think back to like one of my earliest and most beloved books, I mean, it wasn't really a book, but the thing that I wrote, um, it was all taking place in these forests that were really just exactly what was around my house. And so um, I was definitely pulling from the things that were around me to kind of get that inspiration. One of the things I thought was interesting um, was that you had said for your first draft that you like you like walking and doing voice dictation. Um, do you think that like that has something to do with it, like being outside, just kind of wandering around? Like it sounds like it's kind of 
like, do you think that that helps you come up with ideas in a similar way to like back when you were a kid? Oh, that's interesting. You know, I had never really put those two things together or thought about that. And so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's very possible that I, that maybe other people wouldn't feel the same way that I do about it. That we might, they might find it to be stressful or just, you know, not a creative process in the way that I do. Because it is true that I don't hear a lot of people who will write the way that I do with my dictating and my walking. Um, I think also for me, it's that when I'm sitting in front of the computer and I see those words kind of on the page or I see a blank page with nothing, sometimes it's very daunting and it's hard to really get my brain going and I start kind of, you know, I'm easily like, oh, I should go do laundry, I should go do something else, even though it doesn't sound very much fun. So when I'm out, um, you know, I can't go do laundry, I can't be distracted, um, and I can also just kind of get the words out of my brain without as many, like, like kind of second guessing myself. And so I think that's helped me a lot. Yeah. I, I, I do that for like, if I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast or something and want to take notes, I, I love doing voice dictation. I feel like it makes my brain feel a lot better just to yeah. walk around and like be able to think freely. So I, I thought it was interesting that, that you do that. Um, so you continued writing up throughout middle and high school. Is that, I, I'd heard you, mentioned that you had mostly thought that it would kind of, you know, just be a hobby and um, you, you'd do something else. It, was that always the case or was it kind of like a back and forth of like, I'm not sure which one to pick? It was always the case that I thought it was going to be a hobby. But the reason why is that I, you know, growing up in Coshocton, which, you know, I love the, the town, but it was a very small place. And I really grew up not knowing anything about authors or publishing or how any of it worked. Uh, it wasn't the case. I mean, I know in some schools they'll bring in authors for special days and they'll do talks. I never had any experiences like that. So I just kind of had it in my head that whatever writing and publishing was, it was something that was grand and it was beyond what I could do. I didn't have any inkling of how to get into it and it just seemed so daunting and to be honest, a little bit embarrassing to have to tell my parents or my friends, hey, I'm gonna grow up and be a published author because it just sounded like, I don't know, I just, yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> go ahead yeah, and try yeah. to do that, like yeah. this kind of ridiculous thing. Yeah. So I just, I didn't really let myself think about it as being a, a reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's definitely something where like you, you, you worry about people being like, eh, yeah, like that's cute. Go, <laughs> go get a real job though. That's exactly. But, um, so, so going into college, how did you end up, were, were you always interested in psychology? How, how'd you end up taking those classes and going down that route? Yeah, it's that's kind of a weird story too. So like in at the end of high school, my senior year, I did the uh, the program where you can take college classes but get the college credit and the high school credit at the same time. So I was actually going to the university, or sorry, um, Ohio University in Zanesville, OUZ, um, and I took the intro psychology class there, and I did well in it. I, it's so again, it's just so weird because like I did well enough in that class that they asked me to tutor it, and I did tutor it, and yet somehow I did well in the class and I didn't understand what psychology was. Like I took the class and I tutored the class and I still left thinking psychology equals therapy and therapy alone. And I don't know, I can't make sense mm -hmm. of it. 
I feel again I feel kind of silly saying it but um, you know when I came into Ohio State I was undecided um, psychology was not on my radar I obviously I had liked it and I had done well and I'd resonated with it but I didn't want to be a therapist um, only because I just kind of knew myself and my mental health that I knew I was the kind of person who would work with a patient and then I would take all those problems home at the end of the night and I wouldn't be able to find that mm -hmm. balance and it just I just didn't think it was going to be like a long-term like kind of healthy situation for me um, and so yeah when I came yeah. to Ohio State I was completely undecided I had thought about being an English major I thought about being communications because I was you know focused on writing um, none of those you know journalism things like that none of those things really spoke to me in the same sort of way and you know I know people will say this about psychology sometimes but I, I definitely heard a few kind of negative things about being an English major that that's gonna get you a job at McDonald's or you know whatever the kind of rude things are that people say um, and so I didn't do that yeah. and so I was I was just kind of looking around through the GEs trying to figure out what the heck I was gonna do yeah so so you end up getting into psychology and then were, so were you still writing in college so I did get a creative writing minor like in, in and so I, yeah, I was, yeah, as an undergraduate, I did do a creative writing minor, and I, so, you know, that asked you to do some short stories, but then, you know, as you well know, during the semester, you're very busy and don't have a lot of time, so I wasn't really doing any real, like, kind of writing on my own, but in the summers, I would go back. I had this one story that I'm never going to publish it, but it was this thing that I held on to and kind of slowly worked on it for a lot of years, so sometimes I would do that um, on the summer, or in the summers, um, in between my years at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Did, did you ever have the thoughts then of combining the two or was it kind of just like you just kind of had them being separate? Yeah, again, to me, um, it was pretty separate. Uh, it was really only as a professor yeah. that I then, in fact, it was only as a professor and then once I started like looking back at my writing that I realized, oh, these two are really intimately tied together. It's it's in some ways kind of two manifestations yeah. of the same general thing, but it yeah, it took me a surprisingly long time to put that uh, two and two together there. <laughs> so you had said that you took, so you took a break during getting your PhD, which was five years? Is five right? years, yep. Um, were you just completely off or were you, like, would you dabble here and there? Or like, did you just kind of put it aside because of the load of a PhD? Right. Um, I, for the most part, I put it aside. I, in the summers, I would find some time to read and uh, that kind of, you know, I mean, to some extent, I guess, kind of kept me in the, uh, the kind of creative mindset. Um, but I will say there was this one time, mm -hmm. I think it was my fourth year of graduate school, I got the chance to kind of study abroad. We had like this sister school in Germany and I was able to go over there for a month. And the idea was that I would be uh, giving presentations and maybe collaborating on research and, you know, doing psychology related things. And it's not that I didn't do that. It's just that I also kind of had a lot of time on my hands. My husband wasn't there. I was just kind of sitting in this like little dorm room type of thing. And so it was funny to me that like as soon as I had a little bit of like a mental break with nothing to do, my brain went back to writing. And I start, I pulled out that story that I've mentioned a few times and I started writing it and, and I like... And I was almost like, what's going on with my brain? But I think it was me saying, you know, as soon as I have the, the cognitive load for it, that's where I'm going to go back to. I can't really give it up because it's, it's just a part of me. Yeah. So, so you started writing much more after getting the PhD. Was at, at that point, had your mind changed from before you had said, 
it's probably going to be a hobby and I'm going to have another job. Was that the same after getting the PhD or did you decide coming out that you wanted to pursue it professionally? What, what, what was that transition like? That, that was the transition. It was exactly what you described. Is before I finished my PhD, so like in undergrad, it wasn't something I was thinking about. During graduate school, um, I mean, one other thing that kind of happened during graduate school was that I realized that I love social psychology, I love to teach. I was, you know, I was happy to do the research, but when I thought about what it meant to be, to spend my entire life devoted to research in the way that you often do in academia, I just didn't see that passion. Mm -hmm. And that kind of opened me up to the idea that like, maybe I need to think about the other things I am passionate about and see if I can find that balance. And I think I also came out of my PhD yeah. with a lot more confidence than I had had at any other time in my life to really for the first time think, hey, you know, if you can get a PhD, why can't you research and see what it's what it takes to be a professor or to be a, a, a published book author? You know, people are out there doing it. So why couldn't it be you? And before I never had thought that. So that was really the, the changing point for me. Yeah. And so that. That, that was around, was that around 2008? It was, yes, it was 2008. When you started writing again? After, exactly. And then, so, to getting published in 2019, what what was that 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 journey like, that 10 year, I guess, were, were you just, were, were you constantly like writing and submitting things to try and get published that whole time? What was that path like? So, you know, at the time when I started, I thought I was taking it seriously. Um, I can now look back and say that I really wasn't. Like, I, I wasn't really using my time wisely, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really doing all the yeah. things I needed to do. It was kind of a slow process. Um, I also uh, had this yeah. kind of silly notion that I would be able to just get published in secret. I wouldn't have to tell anybody or get any help, and I could just announce to everybody, I'm a published author now. And that's not really how it usually goes. Yeah. Um, and so those early years right. were slow. And then um, I, my husband and I decided we wanted to have a, a baby. And so I had my son in 2012. And as you might imagine, that kind of slows things down a little bit too. Hard to have the newborn and the, the novel at the same time. Although people do it. They're very, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was probably, I would say it was maybe when my son turned one. Um, in 2013 that I really was like, okay, I'm going to double down. This is what I really want to do. And I, by that time, I learned more also yeah. about what publishing was like and kind of what the steps were. And so I would say those kind of five years yeah. or five or six years, um, that was when I really was serious about it. And, and to, I, I, I guess to add a little bit more, uh, I was, who... oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. You're good. I was just going to say that, um, you were asking about whether I was submitting that whole time, and I did write, so I wrote a novel, submitted it, and then got rejected, which is very common in publishing, um, and then I had my son, and then after my son, I wrote another novel, submitted it, again, got that uh, rejection. I dabbled in a few other things, and then the next real thing that I wrote was Hot British Boyfriend, but that was also a long process to get that published. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, especially young people that want to do something like that, it's, it, it's, it's hard to process how much time and how much volume it is probably going to take. Did, did you have any specific strategies or anything for kind of staying patient or, or did, did it not really feel like, did, did it feel like a grind or not really just because you like doing it? Like, were there... 
it was uh, a grind. How, how, yeah. How'd that go in your mind? Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely a grind, but I also love doing it. And it, like publishing is hard. I mean, a lot of things, a lot of creative pursuits are hard and there's a lot of rejection and it can really take a toll on you. And so there was a time when I thought about quitting. In fact, I did, I, I, I told myself, I'm going to quit. I've tried, I'm done. And then I found my brain just kind of going back once again to stories and to writing. And I kind of came to this realization, whether you get published or not, you're always going to be a writer because, you know, being published doesn't, you don't have to be published to be a writer. If you're writing, then you're a writer. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I'll, I was kind of dramatic about it, but I was like, I'm going to do this either until I die or I tell, until I get published. <laughs> One of those two things is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not yeah. to be you know, weird about it, but just I'm just going to keep going. And, and luckily it was, you know, that I actually got published. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I thought it was interesting also, um, especially connected to the class, the, the psych of the self class I took with you over the summer. Um, you, you, you've talked about writing young adult fiction and how a, a lot of the characters are, you know, it's, it's a transitional period in life when you're trying to find your way and figure out who you are and like what path you're going to take. And you're dealing with people trying to kind of tell you what, what to do and where to go. And I, I thought that was interesting because that, that ties in almost perfectly with this, a lot of the psych of the self concepts that we had been talking about. So was that something that just like, if, if it seems like it fits like a glove, was that something that just kind of just happened and it just happened to work out fitting together that well? I, it, you know, yes, kind of that it happened to work out, but it was always the case that I was drawn to that age. Like I've, I definitely have read novels written for younger people. I've written, read a lot of adult novels, but whenever I tried to write myself, it always seemed like people will talk about voice, like the voice that you have as a writer. And it always just seemed like I was kind of drawn to that age group. And I know some people who are, yeah. you know, they're able to, to write a 10 year old's voice and they kind of have that figured out. And for whatever reason, it was, you know, the, always the case that I felt like that younger kind of teenage voice was a little easier for me. And I just liked those stories so much. And as you said, you know, I like that idea that you're kind of on that precipice of like making all those decisions and understanding yourself. And that always just is such a, it's a it's a big and it's an emotional time and it's an important time but it's also a really exciting time and I just think that's such a fun place to write from so I think that's why I've been always drawn to it so I I uh, I heard you talking about or read it, I can't remember um, the idea for hot British boyfriend original originating from um, a multiple choice question I think between what was it self-evaluation and self-validation and it was that like how that kind of that how those two i guess can kind of conflict with each other is that have you been very deliberate in trying to like put those concepts and embody them in characters or and or i guess are you a little bit more subtle about it and leaving it more open to interpretation like is that something where or you've been like, oh, I, I know this concept and like, I know I can fit this in. Or has it just kind of happened more naturally? 
So with the exception, so that, like you said, that book was um, inspired by that multiple choice question. So kind of by definition, of course, that was the, the starting point and definitely is a big part of that. If you happen to know those terms, you know, if you've never taken that class or studied psychology, I think you could read that book and have no idea that it's related to that, not like, you know, kind of giving, you know, vocabulary terms or what have you. Because uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want it to feel yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, I don't want it to be like this kind of weird, like education right. slash not whatever novel. Um, so, with with that exception, you know, if I look at my books, I can see places where, like, oh, I know they're doing this because it's a self fulfilling prophecy, or I know they're self handicapping, or like I can throw those terms yeah. in. But um, it's something I think I kind of do. It's just because that's the world, though, right? Like social psychology tells you why we do what we do, and so when you're writing characters. I can apply that same yeah. social psychology to them, but I don't need to like, I try not to make it so like um, obvious, but I don't know if I do a good job or not, but I don't want it to be like real uh, professory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I think we've kind of reached time here, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. But um, yeah, th thanks a lot for um, coming on and doing this and um, talk to me. It's, it's, it's been cool to learn more about your journey and. Um, yeah, good, good luck with uh, the rest of the semester and uh, the launch of Dungeons and Drama in January. It's going to be uh, I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to see how that seeing how that plays out and uh, seeing that come to fruition like the other two. I am yes, I am excited for that too. So hopefully, there's a lot of D and D fans out there. So hopefully, a few of them will pick it up. Um, and I just want to say thank you for having me. It's always so fun to get to chat about these kinds of things. And you had lots of great questions. And so uh, hopefully this will help out some other people. And, and I guess I'll just end by saying that whatever you're passionate about, I feel like it's really worth it to try to put the time in to make it happen because uh, it can. It can happen, even if it seems impossible at times. So I would just yeah. tell everybody to kind of go after the things that they love. Cool. Thanks. Thank you.